Blog Talk Radio. Good afternoon. Welcome to the latest Outsports podcast. This is a gym with Sid in Los Angeles. We got started a few seconds late, so hopefully you didn't abandon us. Um, Sid? Technical difficulties. My, you are I don't there. Know okay. why, All my, right. We're, my, we're... my internet decided to just go out. So I kind of run the, I run the podcast on the back end through the internet, and it just it wasn't going. So there was that. Well, it's working now, so welcome to our second uh, 2015 podcast. Uh, today we're going to talk about a serious story about a, a gay high school wrestler who not allowed to come out by his parents, and so it'll fill us in and we'll get into that, and then also talk maybe a little NFL playoffs. Uh, the college bowl game ended with Ohio State winning um, rather easily. I was surprised by how easy they made it, and yeah. And all we got left is the NFL. Yeah, that game, that championship game was, you know, if it wasn't for whatever the four or five fumbles by Ohio State, that that would have been an absolute rout. Yeah, I thought it was a real – I actually was disappointed in the game itself. I thought it was kind of sloppy compared to the games played on New Year's Day. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I know Oregon was missing some receivers, but they just had – they just got stomped. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, in the NFL playoffs, a, a big a big thing has been injuries and players missing. I think that was a big thing for the for the championship game, unfortunately. Yeah, although I think Oregon would have lost anyway, but they had a lot of. I mean, they had consecutive drives. They had third down passes dropped, and that was just sort of a sign of a team that was maybe a little tighter. And so, but at least we have a champion. Everyone kind of agree with, and not feel that it was simply one of two teams that were chosen by reputation and perception that, you know, being to play in the game. So, um, yeah, exactly. And, and of course, the, if that's the way it had been, the, the two teams that lost in the semis would have been in the finals. So, yeah. So, but yeah, let's start with the story that uh, you wrote today and posted. Uh, and it's a sign to me of how it's still not easy for a lot of people to come out for various reasons, and in this case, it's the parents. So why don't you give some background on the story before we discuss it? Well, this kid, and we'll call him Hunter, as I called him in the story, he contacted me uh, you know, maybe a week ago just wanting to figure out some way that he could share his story publicly. He, he, he's a wrestler. He's a high school wrestler. He had read many stories uh, of, of various gay athletes on outsports and and found a lot of uh, you know strength in them and 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 so he decided that he really wanted to share a story but his parents who found out that he was gay at some point are totally against it do not want him telling anyone including his friends or uh, his his coach his his nobody that he's gay and they certainly don't want. <laughs> him coming out publicly, so uh, so yeah, so it you know, but so what we did is we I I wrote a column about his story and about the importance of it, and and 
you know, it hid everything about him except, uh, you know, a couple things that happened with his parents and the fact that he's a high school wrestler. So, you know, he he was – the most important thing when we write this stuff is that the person we write about is happy with it, and he was thrilled with it. So so that was a good thing. And, and so now, you know, he's, it's been incredible to see all of the nice messages people have sent him, and I hope people are emailing him as he created a new email address so people could reach him. Yeah, I think a couple of things that reader or listeners could know that when we deal with high school under eighteen, we always make sure their parents are okay with the story. Um, we had the gay soccer player Michael who came out in December, and he kind of wanted to tell a story earlier than that. And I made him get his parents. I, I didn't want you don't want the parents to come back to us and then want us to remove the story or something. And in yeah. this case, we decided to go with Hunter being anonymous. Uh, you did verify his, you know, his identity, but that was that was a case where the story itself. I mean, since he's not identified and there's no identifying information, his parents aren't at any sort of, you know, for want of a better word, risk of being, you know, publicly exposed. But um, the fact is, we often run, you know, the stories usually written by the athletes themselves. But in this case, you know, Hunter kind of blessed it, and but it really does kind of show that. 2015 and it's gotten easier for so many people but man for a lot of kids especially it still is a hard thing to do it's it's their parents or their school or their religion or whatever and you know kind of it's kind of a reminder that oh my god everything gets better and everybody's kind of happy we have gay marriage and it's like and here you have somebody who according to the story said once he gets of age his parents don't want anything to do with him is that true that's what he told me. He he told me that his parents uh yeah just don't don't want him don't want to hear from him. So, you know, I, obviously everything in the story is from him. And mm-hmm. I've talked to a couple of athletes that he has reached out to in the past, and, and his story seems to, um, you know, have remained consistent. So, that's, so you know, I, I feel good that there's, you know, there's likely, you know, this, this stuff is, there's some validity to it, um, which is important as we're, as we're writing about this stuff. I mean, you can only hope that the parents at some point come around like a lot of parents do, but it's, you know, it's good for him at least that he has support from his classmates, correct? Yeah, his 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 classmates and his coach uh seem to be okay, okay with this. Uh the problem is just that his his parents are not and then obviously it's a big problem. I mean we both were aware of a of a closeted athlete, a high school football player in the deep south who would have been an amazing story to tell, but his father was a fundamentalist preacher, and I mean, when he found out the kid was gay, he literally tried to practice an exorcism on him. And yeah. for his own safety, the kid, you know, had to leave home and move in with a relative. And it was like one of those stories as a journalist, you go, oh my God, what a phenomenal story to tell an exorcist, you know. And yet, obviously, you couldn't tell the story without identifying the kid or the or the area or something. But it's funny to me that we have, in this case, the parents aren't religious, in the case of the football player, the parents were religious, so it's kind of all various reasons why parents uh, um, say that. And yeah, one thing, you got a, an email, or we got an email today, uh, you had specifically mentioned the parents' uh, political affiliation as conservative Republicans. Right. The email came in, I forwarded to you from somebody saying, well, you know, I'm a Republican and I'm pro-gay. Uh, could you go give readers or listeners readers slash a sense of why you use the um, political affiliation, why that was important to the story. Well, he mentioned it several times as 
as we were talking, um, and 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 that his parents were not religious. And I think when I certainly read these kinds of stories, I immediately jump to religion, and the fact that religion isn't a real issue here. It's not the the, the driving force. I I thought was I thought it was interesting, and 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 I and I stand by the the fact that I I think it's interesting. So, it's, you know, I used to be a Republican. I don't bash Republicans, but frankly the republican policies on lgbt issues is horrible and i think you know if if this kid clearly believes that his parents are this way in part because of conservative republican you know republicanism if you look at so i i i i have no problem with what i realize that might people not some people not like it but i i just you know i stand by it, it was what he talked about it was it he repeated it several times and it, it is a part of the story. Well, yeah, because it's important to, because it puts it into context, at least at some level. Okay, well, why are they this way? Well, they're this way, according to Hunter, because of their political beliefs. And, you know, it's a reflection of what the party on a national level has sort of run on. And in some states like Texas, where it's in their state platforms. So I do think it was important. Um, I just thought it was ironic because you have been a Republican that someone would write an email to us assuming you were, you know, bashing right. Republicans just for just for the sport of it. It was like, no, it was sort of important to the story. Um, now, does he have um, uh, does he have aspirations for college? And what what have you like? Is he? I forget what. Uh, maybe I can't describe it. But is he going to go to college? Um, you know, I. I uh... I don't want to talk about it. I really don't want to talk much more about him, who he is, and what he wants and what he does. You know, I I I I I shared with him what we agreed was okay to share, and mm-hmm. you know, I I just I don't know. I don't feel good about I don't feel good about talking about him very much more than beyond that. I think the the issue, the fact that you have this kid who's in high school is accepted by his team. Who's accepted by his coach? His coach, he said, his coach is his biggest fan. Uh, and but but on the flip side, at home, his parents have made him go through conversion therapy. I mean, I think I I think that's the story here. So, I, you know, I just I'd rather not talk about details about the about the kid's life and and who he is. And also thing. shows the 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 dangers that young LGBT people face because they're dependent on their parents for their financial support and obviously love and emotional support and you have that denied i mean it i mean it really tells you how un- unbelievably stressful it has to be to be at home every day and have this hanging over you with your parents yeah you know like what do you talk about what do you you know how do you try to have a forged relationship and especially when they say they don't want anything to do with them when he gets to be an adult and so it has to be really traumatic for him, and it's amazing he has a kind of strength to sort of know who he is and, um, you know, be able to sort of say, no, I'm not bisexual, I'm not straight, I'm not, you know, I'm gay. And bravo to him, but it's a real shame that, you know, this he's he's feeling this home life. Yeah, I, it's, <laughs> it's, yeah it's, 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 it's super tough. I, I feel... Bad for the kid. It's um, he, he's he's struggling, but thankfully he does have some people in his life uh, who who are there for him and and are there to help him. So, you know, he's not he's not he's not totally alone. It's just you, you wish your parents were on your side when you're going through this kind of stuff. 
Yeah, and I do think it's another reason why these coming out stories that we've told where, you know, people give their names, it's they're really important. I mean, he mentioned, you know, a couple people, we two swimmers and a football player that specifically the stories he read. And sometimes the stories themselves we think don't get a lot of traffic for out sports. Particular stories do better than others. And yet even the ones that don't get a lot of traffic often get a lot of email to the particular athlete who's made an impact on people. You know, so, I mean, I think one we had one triathlete who basically thought no one would read a story and he wound up getting flooded with emails and it was like an eye-opener for him because he didn't expect that and he made a difference in people's lives. And so, you know, it's a cliche, if they can change one person's life, the story was worth it. And I think Hunter's probably already affected people who've written him and shared similar stories and offered support. So it was a great thing that he did. Yeah, and 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 that's just you know he he has been able to reach out to you know various athletes over you know the time that he's found out sports and and seen all these stories. So um, yeah, I you know I think what we do is important. I think the visibility piece of what we do is super important. And 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 also putting people's email addresses down there and. And, and Twitter, and so that these so that these kids can connect with one another. I think that's I think that's that's so important that we keep doing that. Yeah, I always encourage that every time. I mean, even Dale Scott, the major league umpire, who I thought wouldn't want to get a lot of email, specifically asked his email address to be put in there. You know, he created a he created a separate account, <laughs> and it was kind of like, you know, it really shows the power of these things that we see the story, we run them, we edit them, we publish them, we write them. And oftentimes we hear about it, but we don't, we're not seeing the dozens and dozens and dozens of emails that these athletes and coaches, referees are getting. And then you'll talk to them six months later and say, oh, my God, I'm still getting email. Yeah, sometimes hundreds. So you know, yeah, yeah, I mean, Michael's gotten thousands. I know Dale's gotten inundated. And I think Hunter's going to get hundreds just because it's just like a powerful story and you really feel for him and um, – but let's switch gears for a second to go from someone who's gay to someone who is not gay. And that is our good buddy Troy Aikman, the Fox analyst and former Cowboys quarterback. And there was a story, uh, Richard Deesh from Sports Illustrated, who is, is a friend of OutSports, did a profile, Q&A of, of Aikman as he gets prepared for the NFC Championship game this week on Fox between the Packers and the Seahawks. And one of the questions he asked him was about um, – Skip Bayless, the ESPN commentator and former Dallas Morning News columnist who wrote a piece about a book about the Cowboys in the 1990s that um, said Troy Aikman was gay. Uh, the Troy Aikman is gay rumors were rife in the 1990s. And um, so Deach asked him specifically about Aikman's um, comments. And I want to read what he, you know, was it bothered by it? And this is 20 years ago. And he's, Aikman says, I'm upset by it because it was made up and there was nothing accurate about anything that was insinuated. And he did it as he does everything just for attention. I am probably more upset because I probably should have responded to it at the time it was going on. The advice was, hey, just don't address it. It's not worth it. It doesn't make any sense. It's ridiculous. All it's going to do is have people continue to talk about his book. So I didn't, but I probably could have responded differently, and maybe that would have been changed things. Maybe it wouldn't have, but it's ridiculous, and yeah, it bothers me. If that is a lifestyle people choose, so be it. It doesn't affect me one way or the other, but it is not my lifestyle, end quote. So I read that, and my first thought was, hey, lifestyle. 
Well, the other piece for me is choice, you know, and that's what yeah. I really, that's yeah. what a lot of people, I, I woke up to two messages from people saying, this is ridiculous, I can't believe he said this. And, you know, if it's, first of all, it's so clear he's uncomfortable with this. And saying, you know, if somebody, that's somebody's choice, then so be it. Not, I support it, or, you know, everybody should be accepted, it's just, so be it. So he clearly does not like this. He doesn't like the topic, he doesn't. Maybe he doesn't like gay people. We don't know. But the other piece is that you know when you say, when you say it's a choice, you're admitting that it's a choice, and nobody ever looks at it from the other angle. If it's a choice for me, then it was a choice for you, and that's why I put you know I removed the the quotes. But essentially, he's saying to me, I've chosen not to date men, and that's his choice. We don't know if he's gay or not. He might be. But for him to say that, you know, it's, it's I've, I'm what we're essentially saying we're, we're, we all have the same feelings, we all have the same emotions, we all have the same attractions, I've just chosen something different. Yeah, it really was like, it's, it's, <clears throat> it annoyed me because you, you've heard other athletes make a good joke about it or, you know, the, the people who are secure in themselves will laugh about it and even say, I'm flattered, you know, or something like that. Or say something that's clever, but he sounds clearly uncomfortable. And is, oh my God, this is such an offensive thing to do that imply he was gay. Well, he's never impl- he's never said why that was offensive to him, what possible damage it did to him, and it ain't doing any damage to him. He's the lead broadcaster on Fox and makes millions. Um, but yeah, the whole choice thing is one of the things. Larry King, who was not the world's best interviewer, once stopped. Uh, I think it was Pat Robertson dead in his tracks when Robertson was going on and on and on about gays and choices. <laughs> and Larry King simply said, so what did you choose to be a heterosexual? And Pat Robertson was speechless because he had nothing <laughs> to say. And King asked him a follow-up, the same question. And it was like nothing. And it was like it was the perfect question because what is the answer to that? Yeah, I think it was one day in 1955 <laughs> Um, but yeah, the Aikman thing, it just bothered me. I mean, you know, Skip Bayless is a jackass to begin with, and I don't doubt he does stuff to get attention, but the way Aikman has addressed it entirely is just like he wanted, you know, implied Skip Bayless was gay a couple years ago in another interview, because we've written about this several times where it's kind of cropped up, and often it's Aikman bringing up, and it's like, well, this really still bugs you 20 years later? Get over it. Who cares? You know, you're you're yeah. you're rich, you're famous. Why do you care what someone said about you 20 years ago? You know, unless this is something you're totally uncomfortable with and it bothers you. And that sort of is one of those things that you sort of say, God, that's sort of the, the thing about a closet case. Is they're they're always obsessed with what people think about them. And you know, I don't know Troy Aikman, I don't know his sexual orientation, but it's annoying to me that he keeps sounding like what Skip Bayless did with his heinous crime. Yeah, and again, I understand he's he's clearly uncomfortable with this. He clearly doesn't like the topic. He doesn't want to talk about it. Um, there's 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 no question about that. But but to say what he said, he just went beyond that. Mm-hmm. Like I, you could say, you know, I just I just don't want to talk about this. I just I, it's, this is so in the distant past. You know, it's not true. Uh, you know, can we just move on? Instead, he entertains the question. If you entertain, yeah, the exactly. Question, I just. You know, it, it it changes things. Yeah, so I think I, I think probably ten years from now he'll <laughs> there'll be some if he's still doing Fox games, someone will ask about it again. He'll still be upset by it. So, yeah, it's sort of you know, and then then, then on a, a changing subject again, but to a to someone who's who's totally comfortably gay is this 
um, Finnish swimmer who's an Olympic swimmer and won the bronze medal at the World uh, fifth, World Championships last year in the 50 meters. I will not even pronounce his name because I'll butcher it, but he was named Finland's Sports Role Model of the Year for 2014 because he came out last February prior to the start of the Sochi Olympics, and he came out specifically to say, I'm gay and I oppose what they're doing in Russia. So that's a sign of someone who kind of puts his money where his mouth is, and he's an elite athlete, and I think those people need to be praised. Yeah, definitely, and, and for him to be, you know, to get to get the honor, and and for doing just that, for being, you know, for being out and for being open, I think you know it's it's a powerful statement, not just not just for what he did, but by the, uh, you know, by the what was it by the 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 Finnish, uh, I I sorry I didn't read the story. Was it by the Finnish? Sports Authority? What was it? It's 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 basically the Finland has national sports awards. They're ju- they're judged by you know journalists, the fans. It's kind of a maybe their version of the People's Choice, but it's specifically for sports, and it's a big enough deal that they have a ceremony on on TV. It was Monday night, and uh, a person who follows us from Finland, of course, who speaks Finnish because we don't, was watching it and sent us a, a report on it and. It was just cool because I had forgotten he had come out prior to the Olympics. So he didn't wait until after they already came out beforehand and came out as gay. And he's a big name. And, like, he, he's a well-known person in Finnish sports. So it's not like, oh, he's some swimmer nobody's heard about. He's, he's a big shot. So for him to do this was a big deal. So I just wish we had more athletes like that. <laughs> you know, we had, uh, we had several, the female, some snowboarders, stuff, Bell Brockhoff and others, do that um you know and that that's when you do it when you're you're in the middle of your career and there could be potential you know everyone talks about oh my god what are the consequences well that's when the consequences are when you're competing and these people have done it when they're competing and they've shown their bravery and vice by being themselves yeah well and well and we see more of this and, and i think we're going to see i think we're going to see uh, uh you know what well, we know we're going to see <laughs> more athletes coming out and every time they do it, it again it, it helps somebody and it's just neat to see that see the the fins uh, onto the kid and uh, shifting gears again to extremely painful subject that i'd prefer not to discuss <laughs> the uh, nfl playoffs my team the broncos with peyton went down into a heap of shame last week and Supposed to talking about another Brady Manning playoff matchup. Um, we're talking instead about Packers Seahawks and the Colts Patriots. Um, I like the Patriots and the Seahawks pretty comfortably this week. Um, is there anything that changes your mind on that? No, I. You know, the only thing that I would say is that. Uh... At any point, Andrew Luck could do something amazing, uh, and 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 change the the scope of the game. So, you know, that's it's going to be interesting to watch how he plays. That's I, you know, I think that's a, I think that's going to be a big part of the game, and it's it's going to be exciting. It's one of these games that we think is going to be a blowout won't be, and my guess it'll be the Patriots eking out <laughs> some some. 30 to 29 win or something. Um, uh, this this has this has double-digit wins by both teams written all over it. I mean, I looked at the forecast for Seattle, and it's heavy rain Saturday night. 
and the game Sunday is supposed to be rain 90%, so it could be really wet, which would help the Seahawks. It's their home field, and the Packers' passing game would be really affected. And Indianapolis has played New England three times since Luck became a quarterback, and the Patriots have won all three games by 20-plus points. And um, they've scored more than, I think, 40 points in all of them. I think as much as Luck is good, I think the Patriots move the ball really well against the Colts' defense. So Luck may put up 27 points, <clears throat> which most times is enough to win a playoff game, but I think the Patriots will be in the 30s. I mean, matchups to me, I've always, always told you, are huge in the playoffs, and I think that the Colts just don't match up defensively well enough against the Patriots. Yeah, no, I, I agree, and, and it's it's been a blowout every time, so... I mean, it should be. The Patriots should should do well. I, I think the Patriots will win. They should win. But, again, Andrew Luck, I, I just think he's, you know, possibly the best quarterback. Uh, I, well, maybe if he's not right now, he will be in the next two years the best quarterback in the NFL. He just yeah. – he may, he turns lemons into lemonade, and he – and, uh, you know, he's just a – he's a smart player. You know, the number of checkdowns that he does is just constant check down, check down, check down. So it's, yeah, it's, I mean, it's powerful. He's, 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 he's a great player. So, I, I, you know, I don't know what will happen. But you look at the last two games, the playoff game last year and this year, they had, I mean, LeGarrett Blunt ran crazy last year in the playoffs for 200-some yards and I think three touchdowns, and Jonas Gray who everybody picked up on their fantasy team the week after and basically didn't touch the ball the season, had four touchdowns um, on a Sunday night game this year against the, the Colts. So it seems that the running game is what's really fueled the Patriots uh, in their last two wins, and I probably would expect to see more of the same, and then it opens up the passing game. So, yeah, I just as much as I love luck, I just, I just don't think – I don't see it happening. Yeah, I, uh, I, can't, I don't know. I don't know. And, uh, and we will playoff, say so that, I, you know I didn't think we'd have I didn't think we'd have this I I just you know I I don't know. I didn't think the Colts to be the Broncos either, so. <laughs> well, true, but I yeah, anyway, so <clears throat> Outsports got a credential this year to the Super Bowl for the first time and uh, Sid and I had had discussed which one of us would go and the deal was if the Broncos made it I would go, the Patriots made it Sid would go and if two other teams made it we would decide. Well, Sid's going in part because his schedule works better. I've I've been to one, and if it's the Patriots Seahawks, you can have that Super Bowl. <laughs> I'll do my Super Bowl for the clueless, but I don't want to be around there and the, with a whole bunch of Patriots and Seahawks fans. So yeah, well, trust me, I did not want to see Peyton Manning hoist another Lombardi Trophy. <laughs> trust me. Well, I don't think that's going to happen again. So well, I don't know. Yeah, probably not, but. But yeah, so anyway, so that's two more, three more NFL games, and then the season's over, and then uh, sports winter begins. Well, that's pretty much what it is. I mean, got no Olympics uh, this year. I know no Olympics, and uh, yeah, no. What else? Did we, we, what else did we have last year? That was well. Last that February was, we had Michael well, Sam with well, the Olympics, so we need another <laughs> big time pro athlete to come out, or you know, soon to be pro athlete. So. If you're listening, get on the stick and wait till February, wait till after the game, so um, it's a dead news time, and then come out at your leisure. We'd love to have you. Yeah, exactly. February to June, that's that's the perfect time to do yeah. it. 
But that's all the time we have this week. Um, well, hopefully we'll be talking about Patriots versus uh, Packers next week.